0: Did you, did you fart? No. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to the Shots from the Winchester podcast. Uh, we're going to do another episode today of Get to Know the Gacker, and today I have with me Luis Mendoza. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's Friday. Awesome. It is Friday, Um, and even though we drink most days of the week here, we're (laughs) we're gonna do a shot today on Friday. Uh, We're in the Winchester. Okay. So you pick. What do you do? My choice.
1: I would like to have uh, whiskey, please. Sounds good.
0: All right. Thank you. Bartender's gonna spin that up for us. Spicy. Key to smell it like that, you know. There you go. There you go. Very cool shot glass. Yes, very. Right. Yeah, I know. Yes. Very, very cool. on brand, as they say. Amen.
1: Amen. All Great. right. So. Cheers. Green Castle. Green Castle. Okay. <sighs> ah, <laughs> oh, that's that's <laughs> delicious.
0: That actually is really good. That was very good. Got a little bite to it, but. Yes. Um. I have to so apologize, our bartender's rolling around in the back there. So
1: Okay, thank you very much, Joe.
0: <laughs> Alright, so Luis, yes. I want to learn about you, okay. audience wants to learn about you. Sure. So, uh, tell us what you do here at Greencastle.
1: I'm a risk and issues manager. Okay. So, basically what that does is, for the project I'm working on, is working with our client in monitoring and tracking uh, any type of risk or issue that may be coming up or projected, or at the moment, of maybe causing any type of delays, um, interruptions, what we refer to as my previous life friction points, to have them identify, identify them and come up with solutions and recommendations. Uh, my job is to uh, monitor that, track that, and then I have weekly meetings where actually with our clients, that are involved with a certain type of releases, they basically upgrades. And, you know, there's a release coming up here soon, another release coming out, later on this year. And so I review that with the individuals and as well as within our team here um, with the Green Castle, and then come up with some recommendations, if not solutions. Um, so that's what I do.
0: Pretty impressive stuff. I try. Do you yeah. like it?
1: I do, it's very challenging. Um, I'm learning every day, um, especially in this type of industry. Um, you may not know what you hear, definitely different, using utilizing different terminologies, but also just be very open and frank. Um, One of the actual values we have here in Greencastle is taking care of the customer, i.e. the client, but also being honest and being open enough to actually ask and so you can learn.
0: Cool. So how did you find yourself here?
1: So um, I I came across, I know a couple people here um, on the leadership team. Um, They've been after me for a couple years to come work for Greencastle. So I uh, came across this um, during, it was called a skill bridge program. So with me being in the military probably 30 plus years, my concern three concerns I had trying to, when I leave in the military, retiring, excuse me, is uh, you know culture, environment and people. Um, obviously, those that are in uniform understand those type of values and my concern is working with the four people that don't understand that type of teamwork um, would cause some uh, friction for myself, should I say? Or not being happy because of my type of my career, my point of my career right now. Um, yeah, you can get paid a lot of money, but if you're not happy, um, that's what that life is about.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. So so as we know, everybody that works here is currently serving or has served. So we're 100% better known and operated. Um, we have, I think, about 100 people here. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, so you have a military background just like everybody else does, yes. but I'd love to hear specifics about your military background hit the high points you know what did you do what were you part of I, I know some of it but sure here
1: so uh, I enlisted in uh, active duty back in uh, 1989 uh, right out of uh, high school uh, I went to college for a semester and come to realize that I was not mature enough and that was not I was not ready for that so in order to pay back my parents for what they paid for throughout my entire life I joined in military the army specifically to uh, pay for my college once I did my initial tour and then also I wanted to travel to Europe. So I got uh, lucky enough and selected I went joined as an infantryman and actually went to West Germany. Um, so I had the opportunity, luxury positive and negative, I got to see the Berlin Wall come down back in uh, in 90. Um, so that was very, it was a positive but also some scary times. Um, seeing uh, West Germany, East Germany becoming one country um, obviously, whenever I say West Germany, certain individuals, especially with my kids, they look at me very uh, unusual. Um, and and it's, Plus, it's not a dad joke. So, you know, I come to te- teach them that Germany used to be two countries, um, and it's, now it's just one country. Um, I'm glad I got to experience that, seeing different two cultures. And then um, moved on to college, uh, commissioned as an officer of field artillery, and then, um, you know, I just recently retired. Um, I had all the leadership positions within the battalion as an officer, and my last one was a battalion commander, which was, that was probably my best job, my favorite job, and I retired with 32-plus years uh, in the military.
0: And you ended in the I PA just, Guard.
1: Yes, I grad, uh, graduated. I retired from the Pennsylvania Army National Guard um, at the end of May. Yeah. So, got to
0: gotta represent. Obviously, uh, yeah. both being guard, PA uh, Guard, you know, got to represent. So that's really cool. Yes. So you've, you've obviously learned a lot through that time. I mean... Give us like one leadership lesson that you've learned throughout those 30 plus years.
1: Um, The one thing that I've learned is uh, my first deployment to Iraq. um, Leadership is what you do with people, not to people. Um, At that point in time, I came across uh, definitely a, a toxic, what we refer to now a toxic leader at the time, all carry a paddle himself, excuse me, and did not take care of their soldiers. And I took it upon myself to go above and beyond in taking care of our soldiers um, because I came from a sister battalion and I was new but at the same time I definitely want to do the best and support uh, our soldiers and take care and make sure we bring everybody home safely so
0: that's a great lesson yes congratulations on your retirement I thank mean, you that's huge it is um, so I'd love to hear about your family I know that's okay. really important to you um, you know you're first generation in the USA Your your mom and dad is that correct correct Correct. So I'd love to hear about that, where you're from and all that.
1: So yeah, so uh, I'm a first-generation here in the United States. Both of my parents were born and raised in uh, Columbia, South America. Um, so, you know, it's great. It's a great uh, perspective. I remember growing up and being born in Manhattan, um, living in the projects. So it's, you always got to remember where you came from, and you always want to continue moving forward and as well as excel and do better than what your parents and provide better for yourself and for your own children. So I do remember that, and I always anything, anything I do, I um, always remember that, because obviously when my dad came here in the United States, did not speak English very well, um, as well as my mother. So they've been here, you know, let's see, you know, over 50-plus years, and then they eventually became, both became citizens. And at the same time, um, they taught me in, to do the best you can. And I think that's what a little drove me to join the military, to give back and support the country. Um, even though that was not a country of their own, um, when they were born from, at the same time, my dad became part of the politics, you know, and he sat in uh, city council, and one of the first uh, Latinos, Hispanics, to sit on city council, and was able to provide a lot of uh, um, first new things um, in Lancaster, um, that's where I reside, uh, for like the Marriott Hotel and the new police station. He was able to help and provide funding for that, and improve that, So, um, so... You know, obviously, family is number one. Um, you know, obviously, a couple of siblings. You know, my brother and his family live in Naples, Florida. And then my sister resides in Lancaster with me as well. Her son, her, excuse me, her husband with two children. So.
0: Okay. And yeah. you have your own children?
1: Yes, I have my own children. So, obviously, my son, Luis II, um, he's 20. He's an upcoming junior at Temple University. So, I'll go owls. All right, at the same time, uh, my daughter, she's a rising senior, Um, so right now we're doing the whole college thing, doing essays and about to do college visits, and her goal is to become uh, a counselor. So we're looking at schools that provide psychology, and they both probably want to go to a graduate level of studies. So that's what we're looking to do, and her goal is to try to uh, play field hockey in college, either Division two or Division three. So that's right now, we're, we're negotiating that and doing, about to sca- plan a lot of college visits okay. throughout the East Coast.
0: Okay, right, East so Coast. she got some of that athleticism from you, right? Because you're into soccer, outdoorsman stuff, like hiking,
1: so. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, it's not only for myself, but also for, for my late wife. Uh, she went to college uh, on a scholarship for lacrosse. So, you know, like I say, late wife, unfortunately she passed away um, in 2018. Uh, after a ten-year battle of breast cancer, so um, obviously that's you know that was a huge uh, setback not only for myself but also for my children because you know we were married for twenty-two years and it's something that you don't never plan for you know to to lose your spouse. But the biggest thing is what I thrive on now is I have a quote: "Is I can, I will, I must." So anything I do, it's all about my kids and as well as whatever you come across a challenge you need to overcome. Um, you will fail. Um, but it's not about when you fail, it's about how long you stand on your knee or on your back and stand up and continue moving forward. So,
0: Yeah, just for everybody out in the audience land, uh, Luis is one of the most positive people I've probably ever met. So I think that's really <laughs> cool that, that you've, you've had some of this adversity yet you still are, are extremely positive. And I think that speaks volumes to the person that you are. So, oh, Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I think that's really cool. So, uh, talk about soccer. I know you're, you're like really into it. I mean, you, you said it's football. Or, yes. Right? So, am I saying that? Yeah, quickly? football.
1: Okay. So, football, obviously the world sport. Um, so, I've been. It's been. In, it's in my blood, especially with my parents being from Columbia. So, um, yeah, here in the United States, like college football, American football, we're very passionate, but. You know, everywhere in the world, when you go to, we don't call it a game, we call it a match. Um, you know, you know. granted here, college stadiums are very large. You know, one here in Pennsylvania, obviously Penn State. You know, you could see over 100,000. But you need to understand, in other parts of the country, like I just get goosebumps in my hair standing, that they go to a match, and you know, they're getting between, easily between 50 to 80,000 people every week. You know, here in the United States, you know, really, only big big college games you get that, or even NFL. So, it's it's passionate. It runs it through my blood. And, obviously, the teams that I support, you know, U.S. and the Columbia national team, men's and women's. Um, the USA, men's and women's team, as well as locally here, the Philadelphia Union, you know. Yeah. Yes.
0: I, so. I know that's, like, a really big culture in, in other countries, and, and here it's, it's, like, American football is the thing. So oh, yes, absolutely. I think it's kind of, like, the equivalent of, like, You know, over there is like soccer is. Yeah,
1: it's it's hard to um, it's hard to describe rivalries, but uh, I guess in college football, um, you know, Penn State against Ohio State. Mm, You know, it's almost like, you know, and obviously down south, you know, college football is huge, you know. So, you know, within interstate, you know, you know, you have Florida and Florida State. So that's huge rivalry. So it's it's like that. But every week. Every week, and at the same time, too, is that, you know, besides our country team that I support and follow, you know, and our local team here from MLS, um, another team that I follow very closely for many, many years um, is Newcastle United. You know, so it's, uh, you know, some people may not even heard of that. Just don't think of Newcastle, they think of the beer. So
0: True, so. true. I'm always impressed with soccer because there's a lot of running involved. I don't like running. I used to like running, but yes. not anymore. But I'm always very impressed with all the athleticism that's in soccer, just constant running back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like the cardio is unbelievable. Yeah,
1: it's, you know, like I, I volunteered coach when my son was going to high school and, on a team. And the one thing that um, I even love about the sport and the passion, especially with, uh, you know, Paul being from uh, England and some other uh, some of our lads have refer to or mates. Um, football is one of those sports that you know, I try to teach my son and his friends because they represented a lot of uh, uh, countries. And then when I was coaching, we had about twelve kids from different countries, and they were speaking different languages. You know, so I told them to learn and support each other because that's how the world is. You know, all, many kids from different different countries and learn the language, the religion, um, their holidays, their food. And that's how you become more worldly, become aware rather than being just very narrow-minded. But I taught them is take care of each other, but at the same time, football is a sport that you don't need to speak the language. Let the ball do the work, and as well as just like music, you don't have to understand the language, but you can actually get the sense of the feeling for the music. And the kid, you can see the kids lit up, you know. And uh, that's why I try to teach them, and ultimately become young, uh, successful young men.
0: Yeah. So. Very cool. So. Uh, last couple things, I want to okay. talk about your dog. Okay. So, tell us about your dog. You, you have a very athletic dog. Here, very
1: but- uh, athletic, uh, high energy, intelligent, bright. Uh, we, you know, my fiance and I, uh, we adopted a Belgian Malinois. So, if you don't understand what a Belgian Malinois is, it looks like a German Shepherd, but shorter hair, and those are the type of breeds that are typically utilized without the police force, as well as our armed forces. Um, and so, um, very bright, um, high energy driven, um, intelligent and a quick learner. So you got to definitely, we're spending a lot of time and energy, uh, to train, but at the same, same time, you need to exercise and exercise, exercise, and that breed will continue going, 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 going. And we're both learning good and bad, what to do and what not to do with this dog. And his name is Addis. So
0: does that name have any meaning?
1: Uh, it means earth. So when we adopted them from uh, one of the places, uh, my fiancé and I, uh, we volunteer our time. It's a Davis dog farm. Um, So if you're thinking about adopting a dog, they're located in Grantville. At the same time, another organization that I volunteer my time by giving back is uh, Reese Across America. Um, So that's an organization that they provide reese on every actual gravestone for every military military, uh, cemetery. An every tombstone, so that's what we typically do every December. But, uh, you know, his, they gave him that name, and it stuck, and I like it. was different, and, um, and we just kept it going. We kept it going. So
0: Yeah. I think that's really cool that you're, you're giving back to the community, too. I mean, Absolutely. I think that's a common theme with people here at Greencastle. Like, we have this job, we've served in the military, and then to continue to serve, everybody's kind of like doing things outside of here for like a nonprofit, Correct. which I think is really great and, and just makes you like a better person, I think. Yes. So, last, last thing. Okay. What's your favorite IPA?
1: Um, my favorite IPA, since I love IPAs, I do like, based upon uh, the season, you know, so right now, if it's uh, like a hazy, uh, fruity, I like that. But currently, right now, my favorite IPA is Trogues Perpetual. Mm.
0: Okay.
1: Trogues Perpetual. And it's better, it's better on draft. Is better it's better on draft. Local. Uh, I got to support the local uh, economy and uh, business. They're located in Hershey, PA. Yeah. So if you're ever in Hershey, PA, Trogs, you can't go wrong. You Good can't go stuff. wrong.
0: Well, it was really nice to sit and talk oh, with you. Thank you. Learn more about you. Um, everybody out there, please like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening, or if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Definitely. Luis, thank you. Really nice to you. Hey, talk take care. Have a great day. <laughs> thank yeah, you very much. Too.